from Slickback Studios headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, Mike Coscarelli, Matt Lajeski, and Adam Foster are The Sports Group. All sports, all men, all right. Sponsored by Falstaff Beer, America's favorite beer for the drive home. And you're back in the last place on earth where men can still be men. I'm talking about the fist pumping, heart bumping, cock sucking, motherfucking sports group. I, of course, am Mike Coscarelli in New York City, joined in Chicago, Illinois by Matt Lajeski. Hello, Matthew. How's it going, pal? Oh, what a week. What a week. Let me and you know who you. else had a great week? Our other co-host in San Diego, California. It's Adam Foster. Hello, Adam. Hey, what was so great about my week? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I lost to you in fantasy by 0. .03. Yeah, got to love those uh, decimal points in fantasy football. All because the Jets' defense got a three and out. That's what pushed you over the top. Yeah, they're uh they're a, a, a game breaking defense. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Uh let's do some housekeeping real quick. Uh last week there was no episode. That was um a goof on our part. So we're sorry for anybody listening who said, Hey, where's the episode? You could have tweeted us, you could have added us, you could have asked, but we're telling you now. You could have shown up at my house in the middle of the night with a mask on, demanding a live <laughs> recording. That's right. But you didn't because you're not a real fan. We have a new editor on board. We got a few things that we're um, uh, playing with here to make sure that the show is delivered um, faster, stronger, better. Uh, we're working through it. So this week we're back in the in the game and there's much to talk about. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. we're tremendous baseball fans. And as we march into the winter months here, you know, it's going to be a little less football because basketball's going, but the baseball hot stove, let me tell you, it's something that I love so much. And right now at the general manager's meetings, um, within the last week, your guy, Brian Cashman, general manager of the New York Yankees, he's been on quite a heater, boys. <laughs> uh, he's giving these press conferences where he just seems like he's... Um, What's the word I want to use? It's almost like midlife crisis type shit. I don't know if it seems like a midlife crisis. It just seemed like he was tired of hearing the same shit from the, like the fans. Because obviously he's got his own perspective. Well, all right. So let, let me read a quote. Uh, we just played the clips beforehand. But uh, the quote here from Brian Cashman last week uh, at the general manager's meeting. No one is doing their deep dives. They're just throwing bullshit and accusing us of being run analytically. To be said we're guided by analytics as a driver is a lie. And then he had another quote. I think we're pretty fucking good, personally. Mm. And I'm proud of our people. That's Brian Cashman on the Yankees' staff and their organizational process. So obviously, for background, the Yankees are doing this audit uh, in the offseason to try to figure out how they can make this organization run better on the organizational side. 
Um, and obviously Cashman was being pressed about some of these these issues. And um, that was his response. You boys heard the audio. I mean, what do mm -hmm. you make of all of it? Well, he sounds offended that he's being criticized. Right. First and foremost, like he's really taken this personally. Yeah. Really personally. Um, so we can get into that. But one quick aside about the, the Stanton comment. Saying, oh, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Stanton getting injured is a part of his game. He'll probably be injured next year. Well, who signed him, Brian? Yep. Big trade to get him, too. I mean, like, obviously, I don't think any of those pieces really turned into much, but that's a huge contract that they have on Stanton. Yeah. Um, and right. And they've never gotten full value out of it. It's like, I, I know my year. wife cheats, but I married her anyway. That's basically like what he's doing here. He's that's such an idiotic statement. Like he's calling out his own failure by saying that. Yeah. And I, I don't know the context of that quote. That was from today at the time of recording uh, about five hours ago on Monday. Um, I don't know the context. I don't know what he was pressed on uh, or how it came about. These other comments, he's in a, a scrum with the uh, with the reporters. There's like 12 to 20 reporters like standing around him with microphones and he's just kind of peacocking and putting on a show. Um, but I, I guess it's been the worst Yankee season in recent memory. Um, and I don't know. What was know, the last man. worst one before this? I don't remember a single season worse than this. They had a couple Not in of our lifetime. Well, what were the like when when Jeter retired? They missed the playoffs that year. What was the? They also I yeah, but the, the expectations weren't there. Why? Who I don't think that team was that better? supposed to be that good. I don't think that team like Jeter was kind of on his way out. We could look it up. We could look it up, but I don't think that team was supposed to be that good. Well, I but again, this goes back to the conversation we always had, 2014. So 2014 Yankees. Uh, the 2014 Yankees were 84 and 78. Right. So that was two games better than they were last year. Right. And this is a team that still missed the playoffs. Second in the AL. Uh, that was a Girardi team. So, I mean, and those, I guess those were the baby bombers. Sanchez. Oh, no. Dylan Batances. Um, So I guess this is right before. The young the baby bombers were when Boone started. Yeah, this is the team with Ichiro and Beltran, Alfonso yeah, Soriano. Had a weird, uh, kind of washed up team. Yeah, you right. got to go back to '95 to have a season worse than this one. That was '79 and '65. Okay, and then '96 starts the run. Yeah, and this season that's... was just a wait. It was, it was a waste because you had Cole, who was so good. And they couldn't even make it to the playoffs. Yeah. So this is the question. Is Cashman, do you guys think Cashman is is feeling the heat and that's he's kind of like backed into a corner and that's why he's doing what he's doing? Or I, counterpoint, is Cashman so safe and secure in his position that he just doesn't give a fuck and he's willing to do mm. whatever? I've never seen somebody like a GM do something I think it's like both. this. This is chaos. I think he's feeling the heat from... I think he's feeling the heat from like the fans and the critics, but he's got security from from the Steinbrenners. Yeah, I could see that. It, it's a weird thing, right? Because it's like you know you're safe, but 
you're still just being torn apart. So like no one can take away what you have. He's acting like Trump in his would be in his second term. Yes. You know, <laughs> it is very it, Trumpish. Yeah, it is like we've in, in that interview. Cashman's like, we got great people here. Everyone is a say otherwise. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's very odd and it does make me so I don't know that maybe he goes out there and just makes some sort of fucking uh, big deal. There's there's all these reports saying that Soto is absolutely going to get moved before the season. You think I also saw some things about getting Bellinger about. Yeah, but Bellinger is not the same type of the Japanese pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. I, I don't even remember. I think his the name, Mets and the but... Yankees are going to be in contention for him uh, yeah. down to the wire. Speaking of Japanese pitchers, did you guys see that Shohei Otani is interested in playing for the Braves? Anymore. For the Braves? That's so strange. Wouldn't that be the worst thing that could happen in my life outside of like cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the, the lot behind that? I don't know. I, I think that there was I saw a report come in from SNY and I don't know uh if there is much more of a report than that. But I mean we're like hot stove stuff, we're basically on Shohei watch. He's gonna be the first I don't know if he's gonna be the first domino to fall, but like he's obviously the one that people are most interested in seeing what happens. And I think up to this point it's just been kind of like um uh agreed upon that he was gonna be a Dodger. But mm. I don't know. I mean, if he's not going to be a Met or a Yankee, for the love of God, please do not let him be a Brave. I, I, I would. Doesn't I don't even make know sense. What I would do if that happened? That would be a. They're nightmare. not going to give him more money, right? Like, I, there's no way. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they might not be able to give him that much more money. But like, he probably wants to play for a winner. Yeah, some guys actually will not just take the highest contract. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, think you got to think about it from his position. Like, the Braves were—I thought the Braves were going to win the World Series. They were fucking. And they're a good organization. Yeah, so it's like he doesn't have to play the field. He basically just has to decide where he wants to live and what jersey he wants to wear, and you know what? Um, if there's a team around him that can win, because after playing in for the Angels for. Uh, X amount of years. I can't imagine uh, playing on a team that doesn't have a shot of making the playoffs. And now, obviously, the Dodgers are not that team. They're they're good, but like you know, it, uh, every listen, any any team could be a stalking horse, and he might just be trying to get that that serious bag from the Dodgers, or or imagine he goes to the Red Sox. No, could you? They have money. No. The teams that could pay him that type of money are the Red Sox, the Cubs, Mets and Yankees, the Dodgers, and probably the Giants. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And because uh, the, the other thing that I think is not getting talked about a ton is that those um, those Bally's uh, stations all went bankrupt. So there's t- that's why they're saying Soto is going to get moved before the season starts because San Diego is out of money. They gave these guys these monster contracts and they just lost like 50 million in revenue every year over year because they don't have a like the money they were getting from Bally's is gone. So mm. uh, I don't know, but I can't imagine there's a ton of teams that can 
toward him. But if you put it out there to the rest of the industry that you're interested in playing for the Braves because they're a winning organization, it's not implausible. Yeah, know? I mean, it's a smart negotiating tactic, right? Because then you're driving up like the money that uh, other organizations who maybe don't have the same culture would pay. I mean, good for him, you know, to uh, play hardball like that. And, you know, Braves wouldn't bother me as much as it would bother you, Mike, obviously. It would really bother um, me. It would still be a bummer, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't land with the Yankees, which I never expected him to, it would, you know, if he's in New York, that's cool. You know, I'd like him to to go to the NL though, for sure. You want to get him out of the, uh... yeah. Why, you know, why would I want to play against a guy like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. Yeah. And realistically, you haven't had a, uh, because the angels have been so bad. There's been no chance of running into him in the playoffs. Right. No. Like, this is the thing. Him and Trout, same sort of situation. We've had many discussions about Trout on this podcast, but, like, uh, you're talking about, like, arguably one and two of the best players in baseball, and neither of those dudes have had basically any... There's, like, three games of playoff experience between the two of them. Isn't that insane? I can't believe Trout's just... he's never Is he ever going to see the playoffs? Got to get out, uh, out off the Angels. Especially now, they're going to lose Otani. He's not going to resign, right? Them. So they're going to the be Angels have worse. no idea what they're doing, man. Oh, like, what totally, are they yeah, doing? That's totally doing that, That's a different level of ineptitude. They, should, they, they signed should Trout, Trout to a five hundred million dollar contract, and now they they're just flailing around. They can't even. <laughs> they can't be competitive. They really should trade them. They should try to get like a Herschel Walker deal, and see if they can just like empty out somebody's farm system. Seems like the Phillies will take him. Marlins, or I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know who can afford that contract. The Cubs, like, just get him out of there. Get some players back and fucking see if you can cool. salvage something and put a team together. Because good lord, they are just like they are horrifically run. Artie Moreno gives out the worst contracts. They're always busts. He gave Rendon a huge contract, and he stunk since he's been out on the West Coast. Didn't he give Pujols a pretty big contract? But Pujols at least was he wasn't he wasn't like Cardinals Pujols, but he had he still had he still played well in Anaheim until mm -hmm. towards the end. But like, yeah, he gave Pujols a ton of money. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, like he gives a lot of these guys huge fucking contracts. And um, but the Rendon one specifically, right. Guerrero. Well, like, Vladdy had a good had a good like second half of his career. Yeah, in, no, he was a good player, like, but it's just like you know they never have good teams. They suck, man. They need pit. They need everything. So I, if I were them, I would trade Trout, especially now if you're not gonna if they somehow retain Otani, which I'd be stunned. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But I don't know. Imagine Trout as a Yankee. Possible. Well, I don't. They don't have the prospects. I don't think. Honestly, right now the Angels are just fucking like Disneyland for baseball. It's like you kind of go just to watch the spectacle, but like, yeah, you know, nothing serious is going on there. Not real baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's like they got the guy who could he could pitch better than almost everyone and hit better than almost everyone. That's kind of it. It's like the circus, you know, yeah. the baseball circus, because it's not going to be good baseball. It's not going to be competitive. It's it's a spectacle. It is kind of like a right. spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not great.
What are you going to do? And the guy with the highest war of all time, who's never made it to the playoffs. It's like, yeah. check out the baseball freak show. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bearded lady and there's no elephant, but there's a, a two-way player once in a, <laughs> three generations yeah. in the highest war ever. What are you going to, what do you know? It's great. It's fun. It's exciting. All right. Let's talk some football, shall we, gentlemen? One thing I wanted to bring up before we get to the NFL, while we're on the subject of money and contracts here, I know you guys don't really follow college football too closely, and I don't either until I was sick this past Saturday. (laughs) Um, Jimbo Fisher, he's a coach of Texas A&M. Have you heard this story? No. Big cock? Um, He's fired. He got fired, yeah. He's fired. And they still have to pay him out like a crazy amount of money. $76 million. Rock on. Now, some people say that America is not what it used to be, but this is still the greatest country in the world, in my opinion. If you can be named Jimbo and get $76 million to stay at home. And he could go get another job, too. He doesn't have to stay home. He could go get another coaching job and make a lot of money on that job. What a country. What a world. Is that true? He can go get another job? Yeah, I don't see why he can't. I don't know. I don't know if it gets uh, if the terms of the con, like the buyout, get violated. I don't know exactly how that works. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even attempt to play with that. Yeah, I definitely. I definitely would be. Um, You'd never you know, see I, me I, again. I would, I would. I would take that seventy-six million and run. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't run because I wouldn't exert. I would. I would have someone, you know, run for me at that point. How but, long was he at Texas A&M? Not that long, right? Five years? Like a few. I mean, yeah, they just he just got an extension like two years ago or something. Wow. Um. So I think, yeah, I think he was under contract for like, yeah, they're paying him through 2031. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Good oh for him. God, this that country rocks, might man. not even exist. Like Texas might not be a part of the United States <laughs> at that time. And he's still going to be getting paid. <laughs> what a world. All right. So they fired him already because Thanks. he just What's wasn't doing well. Yeah, man. It's like college football is like, you know, the NFL coaching windows are short in college too, because like these, um, you know, the one thing they have in college is the rich ass boosters. And there's, you know, a lot of Texas oil money that, uh, you right. know, if their alma mater ain't winning, get the fuck mm. out of here. And we've all known for years that college, just in general, is a fucking scam to begin with. You know, dude, it's also so crazy. We're like, all right, so they weren't letting college athletes make money until like two years ago. Yep. Meanwhile, coaches get fired and get paid to sit on the couch. Yep. Yep. Well, it's like right, Texas A&M. How much is tuition there? Probably like 45, 50 grand. Probably something like that. Yeah. You got, I don't know. Uh, twenty thousand people going to school there. Is that realistic? Oh yeah. yeah, I would say I would say easily. So it's like, what else are you spending the money on? You're not paying the teachers. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you got all adjunct professors and yeah. like teaching bullshit. Right. Yeah, so everyone's doing things for free. It's like fucking stand up comedy over there. Yeah. It's, yeah, forty k a year outrageous. for Texas A and M. Wow. How many? Well, how many total students? And seventy three thousand students. Forty grand. So that's what wow. is that two hundred eighty million in in just tuition yeah. money? 
Not to mm-hmm. mention they're they're in the SEC now, so they're getting they're getting a, probably a huge television contract. Uh, yeah, dude. They're and I then mean, they, ev- they... all the fucking all the football merch they sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dude, what a hustle! They're making like ten Jimbo's a year. Yeah, basically. In yeah, money. yeah. They're not gonna they're not gonna have any problem paying off Jimbo. Good for him. No, no, not in the slightest. What a country. Truly, I mean the, the the one of the ultimate hustles. Yeah, truly, <laughs> getting fired from your job and getting a seventy six million dollars settlement package. Amazing. Here's uh, to you, Jimbo. Yeah, seriously, rock on, dude. Hustler right. of the week. Let's get the football week ten in the I wonder NFL. Wonder what he's doing right now. <laughs> Fucking probably laughing. Right. Having a great time watching movies. You know. <laughs> Sitting uh, on a, a floaty thing in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that he's going to get checks for the next seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Booking trips. Big checks. Not just little checks. Big fucking checks. Um, all right. Week 10 in the NFL. Boy, oh boy. Actually, in my opinion, possibly the best week so far. Oh, yeah. No, I would say so. Fair. I mean, we had a bunch of walk-offs. Only a handful of blowouts here. Obviously, the 49ers and Jags game was was ugly to watch, and I wished from the opening snap that I had bet that game, and I didn't. Um, but uh, I think it puts us farther away from knowing really anything about what's going on in the NFL. Mm. It seems like the field is completely level with the exception of the Giants, uh, the Panthers, and the Bears. And the Patriots. It seems like every other team is kind of a lot. Um, right? who who else could we cross off? Maybe the Packers. What? Who we could count out? I mean, I still think the elite teams are the same. Eagles, Forty mm. ers Well, the, I don't think the Bills. The Bills are not an elite team anymore. I yeah, Bills, yeah, they're Bills definitely are... dropping. Yeah, the Bills are not there anymore. Um, I mean, the the best thing of the week to me, it, well, the most significant move in terms of, of teams was the Texans. The Texans are now like, they have a chance to win their division. Right. And it's maybe the biggest year-over-year turnaround we've seen since what, like the Cam Newton uh Panthers are like one in 15 to, I think they make the playoffs with him rookie year. Yeah. But counterpoint, Matt, the fucking Colts somehow are also five and five in that same division. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously we knew that was going to be kind of a, a, a wacky division and, and the Jaguars seem to kind of run a little hot and cold, but uh, the AFC South is obviously up for grabs. Jags are six and three. Colts are five and five, uh, and the Texans are uh, five and four. So the Texans, though, they're kind of like a sweetheart team, and I, I like them. I, like they're fun to root for. Stroud looks like he's going to be really good. Stroud is good already, but I think that he's the real, the real deal. Excuse me. And you got a great coach, obviously, in D'Amico Ryans. Um, that's a big win over the Bengals, man. The Bengals, who like, kind of wish they hadn't stumbled out of the gate, because now that AFC North is a fucking slobber knocker, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Five and four in yeah. the AFC North is uh, extremely impressive. But like, if Burrow had been healthy for the first couple weeks of the season, and he looks great now, like to me that might be the most impressive win of the week. Oh yeah, no, Texas I would say going, absolutely go into is. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, then, yeah. I mean, there were there were some really. I don't know. There's there's tough competition for most impressive uh, win. When you, I mean, the Browns coming Browns. back against the Ravens, that was that, that was, was a crazy win. And then the Niners just destroying the Jags in yeah. Jacksonville. Not that I think Jacksonville has much of a home field advantage when they're outside of London, but um, you know, they. I didn't. I thought the Niners would win. I didn't think they would make Trevor Lawrence look like, uh, you know, Jamarcus Russell. It was fucking, it was a shit show for him. And for my 2.1 fantasy points, the fuck? Brutal. All right. Let's do this, man. Seven and two. Yeah, seven and two. But here's where I want to start NFL Week 10. Let's cross some teams off. Let's narrow this down to the teams that are in play and I'm I'm going to throw them out there and we'll cross off the obvious ones and uh we'll debate the ones that are kind of on the on the bubble. We're going to start um, the AFC or NFC. I'm just going off my scoreboard here that I have in front. So, I'm going to start with the Panthers. I think yes, we can agree. Out. Done. Yeah, done. What are uh, we crossing them off of? Cuz I mean, they've been crossed off of being good or being a playoff team or being relevant or being anything other than a joke for a while. Well, I think we're officially are... we're officially crossing them off. Yeah, we can rest in peace to their season. Mhm. And um, next season and the season after that. <laughs> Probably. We're not going to talk about the Panthers on this podcast until A, they get rid of Frank Reich. Yeah. B, they uh find a quarterback who's bigger and stronger than Bryce Young, yeah. and see, uh, I don't know, move to a new area. I would love to see them move to a new area. They should. But that's besides the point. All right, so they're out. I mean, also, by the way, this week, uh, only 13 points against the Bears. Not good. No. Uh, next team is the Bears. Uh, I think now with the way the Vikings are playing, uh, even though they're 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 hot, they're hot, hot, hot coming off a, a big <laughs> three-point victory on Thursday night against the Panthers. Uh, I think the Bears are also a cross-off. Any arguments? No. The only thing is I do like to make fun of them and their fans, so I don't want to cross them off completely. I want to cross them off, but then put an asterisk next to it because I've had some interactions with I was talking to a Bears fan the other day, and he was like, well, we won this week. Like, it's, what? it's pretty amazing. I would love no to be one part can of take this week away base. from you. That's yeah, true. right, right, crazy. Um, all right, the New England Patriots Oof. now. At yeah, they're so bad this year. Two and eight, a uh, ten to six loss <clears throat> to the Indianapolis Colts in Germany. Ugh. Even looking at that score, does Belichick come back next season? At this point, well, we were talking to the group. Um, I have been hearing from uh, a number of shows that there is a possibility that the New England Patriots trade his contract. Hmm. Possibly I didn't know you could to do the that. Commanders. Yeah, John Gruden got traded. Yeah, same thing with uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. Oh, okay. It doesn't happen often, 
Um, and I do wonder why that is. It's kind of cool that they do that. There's no other sport that really does that, even though they probably could. What do you think the Chargers could get for Brandon Staley's contract? Uh, Gardner Minshew and <laughs> a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And an eight ball of cocaine. Yeah, not not too much. Um, all right, so we're crossing off the pack. Uh, and then are we going to cross off the Cardinals? I think we can say that they're probably done two and eight, even though Kyler is yeah. back. I mean, they're, they're they're relevant from a fantasy perspective at this point, right? And that's about all. Okay, so the Cardinals are out, and obviously the Giants. I think, yeah, they're done. Really making a case for the worst team in the league. The Giants, that however, they are number one in one category. What's that? And that's the unalive watch category. <laughs> the Giants, for I think the third consecutive week, uh, which is a sports group record, are number one on the unalive watch list. It is hopeless, hapless, sad, doesn't even begin to describe the state of the New York Giants. It's It's bad. It's really bad. All right, so now we're moving into the um, teams that you can sort of debate about. And maybe there's less debate than I'm expecting, but let's start with the Tennessee Titans at 3-6. Mm. Well, they were entertaining those first couple games that Will Levis started, yeah. right? He he had a real um, uncle from Napoleon, Napoleon. Dynamite yeah. quality to him, you know? He could just chuck it. He had confidence. He had swagger. Uh, came back down to earth against a Buccaneers team. That's, uh, I mean, what is that team? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they have a, sh- uh, a shot at this point. What they're three and six. They won a third of their games. Yeah, they have to be so good in the second half, and they just don't really have it in them. Uh, I really thought that Vrabel was going to drag these guys to a to a winning record, but I just don't think their team is very good. It's not. No identity, really. You know, they're no longer the power running Derrick Henry, you know, big dick in everybody. Right. Stiff arm in everybody. Um, that those days are over and, and they don't have anything outside of that. Yeah, and uh like they're sort of if the Giants were better coached, they're kind of the Titans. Like it doesn't seem like the Titans only have one more win than the Giants, but they're not getting their ass kicked every week. You know? Like they hung in there against the Bucks. They lost 20 to 6. That's, you know, that's not necessarily a close game, but for a team that doesn't have a ton of talent on it, really, you know, it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Whereas obviously, Jesus Christ, the the Giants and the Cowboys, I mean, that was a massacre among of massacres, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's the second time this year that that's happened to them. And so it's like the Giants are a team that don't have a ton of talent on them either. Um, really, any talent other than Saquon and uh, that fucking poor guy, Jesus Christ. And um, I got to tell you, I just I'm out on Dable. Yeah, no, me I've too. I've seen enough. Sure. I think everyone is. Yeah, he's got it. He's got to go, man. The Giants, a lot of Giants like fans that I talk to freefall. are still defending him. And I I mean, so le- like, it's not like he has this long resume to stand on where it's like 10 years of being really good 
and now one down year to be injuries. We had one year last year that was like, you know, exceeded expectations. Fine. But because it wasn't horrible. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It exceeded expectations because it wasn't a a total piece of shit. Well, they won a playoff game. Right. So that's not nothing. But it's also like, I don't believe last year was the real deal. I don't believe that's really who the team is. Yeah, no, it's followed up by this year. It may as well have not happened. Yeah, not great. Um, we continue our cross-offs here. Can we say the Packers? Packers sitting at three and six, same record as the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean they're done. All these wins, all these teams with three wins, the Rams, like these teams are done. They're going to have to win so many games just to. But make this the is the thing, Adam. The, the reason, like, there's so many. The whole league is like. Is like five and four, you know, right? Six and three. Right. Like nobody really Some seems like they're pull that out, far pull out away. of it. I think if you got three wins or less by this point, you're pretty much out of it. Yeah, th- I mean, three and six is just like when a team's three and six, it's kind of like you just have a job where you're never going to get promoted, and you're just kind of like in this shitty situation, and you see no way. It's three and six is just kind of like a deadbeat life. You know, it's like you're going nowhere with the pack. Right. Well, and it's like you don't get three and six by being a good team. That's just not clicking yet. Like you're pretty like maybe you could, I don't know, start to turn it around. But you're you're definitely not a great team if you start the year off three and six. So that's a pretty long ways away from having a record that makes the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean this in all seriousness. With the Packers, is there anything to the fact that they're going to get that Lambeau winter advantage in the next? No, absolutely not. That team just, yeah, I mean, have it in them to be like actual competitors this year. If they're playing, if like they're playing Miami in Lambeau in late December, like maybe Miami won't win by three touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like that's the extent of their advantage now because they're just not a good team. They got no identity. Their quarterback is probably not anything more than a backup. They're just kind of done. All right. So we're, we're looking past some of the teams that have three wins now. Um, What about, well, they have the same record now while we're here, the New York Jets. Yeah, they're oh, definitely yeah. still in it. You I think they're know, in man. it still? They're, they're the true tragedy of the NFL. Like, as bad as the Giants are, it's like this was pretty much to be expected. I didn't yeah. really have high hopes. Whereas what's happened to the Jets is so sad. But the thing is, unlike Mike, I'm an Aaron Rodgers believer. And I think mm. he think will be back. back. He's coming back this year. <laughs> Week 12 is almost upon us. Oh, dude, I don't think there is. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Mid-December return. Not coming back. The thing is, even if he was capable at this point, their offensive line is just too bad. Yeah, dude, why would he want to come back after a risky, potentially career-ending injury and rush himself back to play behind that offensive line? And then throw to... Dude, we were watching that game last night. And I was texting the group about how frustrating Alan Lazard is 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Balls hit. I mean, credit to Zach Wilson, who I do think played pretty well, to be honest. He's played, he played pretty well in certain parts of the field. He I mean, just listen, never has a complete game. Yeah. Where, like, start to finish, he does. You know what I mean? Like, he did the easy shit really well. No, he, I mean, listen, he did. Towards the end, of the, they lost that game because of the penalty. Uh, they were extremely undisciplined. They had that drive in, I think it was the third quarter, where Wilson scored a touchdown. They called it back because he had one foot out of bounds. They got the ball on the three. And then they score on the next play, and they call it back because Conklin had a hold on Crosby. A bad one, too. And then he was throwing his hands up like he shouldn't have gotten fucking penalized. He literally tackled the guy at the line of scrimmage at full wrap. And then they got a field goal out of that. They they literally were in the end zone twice. Got a call back twice. And um, I don't know. Listen, I think under the lights, he plays all right. He was 23 of 39, 263 yards, and he threw a pick. He can't get them into the end zone. That's a big problem. But, I mean, they're not really using Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall had like 13 carries last night. Uh they should probably be using him more. And I don't know, dude. Like, they're just a frustrating team to root for because you, they're sort of the opposite of like the Titans and the, the Giants, where there's so much talent on the team. And it just doesn't seem like they have any real clue of how to put it all together, at least on the off- offensive side of the ball, you know? Defense, and then their defense just getting tired, you right. know? Because it's like, They'll just be giving up, you know, third and three, and then the opposing offense converts third and four and the opposing and it's they just get worn out because I mean, yeah, like you said, they just cannot score their what's his name? Zerline has, I think now more than 50% of the team's total scoring on the year. That's crazy. crazy. (laughs) After 10 weeks, your kicker is that has more points than anybody else. Dude, you watch a big game. I think they were they were when they played the Eagles. They were talking about how Morstead, the punter, is like a major part of. They're like, without Morstead, man, this Jets team would be fucked. They have. I. When do you ever hear team uh, broadcast uh, partners talking about how great the punter on the team is? Dude, if you had punters in fantasy football, Morstead would be like a third round pick. Yeah. I honestly, I see a better case for punters than kickers in fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) Make it because punting kind of has like more of a nuance to it where it's, I feel like, you know, you got to angle the ball out and you get the team in bad position. Whereas field goals, there's so many of them that are basically automatic. And most of the time kickers make the field goals. Yeah, I just don't like the randomness of of having kickers in fantasy. So I I urge all of our listeners, if you run a league, get rid of kickers. It'll be better. Yeah, this is a no kickers podcast, but maybe punters. All right, while we're crossing teams off, the Raiders five and five, better record than the Jets. Hmm. Took care of business last that night. That might be a five and five team. I'd cross off the list to be honest with you. They're interesting now, though, with the new coach with Pierce. I mean, he's coming in like really putting it on the table. Who and know? You know, he's like, I'm from Compton. I grew up listening, uh, watching the Raiders wearing the jackets. You know, he's like, 
he's got something to him where he's motivating these players. And obviously, like Josh McDaniels, clearly the most hated man in the NFL this year. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that's fair, like by a wide margin. Yep. Why and was he so hated? He's a prick. They say he's got like all the Belichick tendencies without any of, you know, the rings on his own. Right. Oof. Dude, did you ever see there? Uh, I remember So every now and then I go through YouTube and I watch some of those mic'd up videos that NFL Films does. Yeah. And um, they had one when he was coaching the Broncos. Oh, boy. Uh, and he was just screaming at people on the sideline. Like bad. He, he, yeah. You fucked that up. Well, get off the field. Like screaming at them. And I, not in a fun <laughs> way where it's like you watch Gruden sometimes and there's like, there's an aw shucksness to it that's like endearing. And then they like cut away and then like Gruden has like, there's like a clip of him at practice saying something funny. And, and like you could tell that people, he probably uh, was a bit grating, but at the same time was when you caught him in like not hot moments he was probably like fun and funny to hang out with you know what i mean and yeah coached by whereas mcdaniel just seems like such an asshole and that's kind of like what we were talking about with dable too it's like things aren't going well and he just seems like an asshole he's like chewing people out on the sidelines daniel jones tyrant like he's just he doesn't seem like a nice guy you know what i mean and it's just i think the world has just changed right to the point where like you know, the coach is the boss and we don't live in a world anymore, really. Yes. Where your boss can just fucking yell at you and berate you. And yeah. you as the employee will just be like, OK, boss, I'll yeah. try to do better next time. Right. And especially not when the employees are making 50 million dollars a year. Right. And can get you fired. Yeah. That's so it's I just like with the Raiders. I mean, who? Yeah. Who wants to deal with that shit? Especially well, if you're not winning. It, right. Well, not winning is a big part of it. And we knew this from the jump. He, you know, he, that guy is not an NFL head coach. Um, but, and another dude that's just picking up checks for the next couple of years, you know, yeah. he got a five year deal. So he's got three more years of getting paid. Huh, the Giants, man, they just give out some of the worst contracts. No, oh, no, the Raiders. In sports. Oh, the Raiders paid the McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. They dude, gave him a five year contract. It's, wow. It's also crazy that the coaches, who have no physical risk, no risk to their safety at all, have these guaranteed contracts. After they get fired, they just get paid. Whereas players, oh, it's, it's like, great. you know, you're injured, you're not good anymore. Okay, you know what? Well, you're yeah. cut. No, no. What about regular people? <laughs> yeah, there's just something. Something. It's God. I like I, my like son better he, be a coach. If you work at fucking Starbucks, they should have to sign you to a contract. And if it doesn't work <laughs> out. Yeah, right. Imagine signing a contract to work at Starbucks. Your lattes have to, you got to be able to make X amount of lattes per day without having to remake them. And you then you get to the be a free milk. agent. Yeah. You're like, listen, I've been so in Gregory's coffee, coffee? for 40 years. All right. <laughs> I've been at Dunkin' Donuts. I've been <laughs> at uh, Starbucks. I'm the, high, I'm the highest paid coffee shop operator. All right. Last thing on the Raiders, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, and get to the rest of these cross-offs. But the, the Raiders, um, usually the interim coach, that thing doesn't work out. Very rarely. But Pierce, I mean, it probably still won't. That game was not a up. good game. Listen, Saturday... Yeah, and, but that game just wasn't a great game. And and I think won. that the momentum's going to die out. Listen, man, I mean, like they're still going to have to play the Chiefs. 
right. that division is very difficult. But I don't know if he goes out and he wins a game against like the Chargers and then wins a game against uh, who am I forgetting that division? The Bron- well, he could Broncos. Be the Broncos. That wouldn't be that shocking. But no, I don't know, man. This is what we've talked about before. It's like, could he really be that much worse of a schemer than like, uh, you know, Sala or a lot of these guys that just seem like they're kind of good leaders. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think in, in the NFL, it's like you need the schemer. You need analytics. You need people crunching numbers and drawing all that stuff up. But it's very rare that that person is also a leader of men. Right. You know what I mean? That's what McDaniels proved he's not. He, right. Sure. Great offensive play caller. Great schemer. But if your players fucking hate your guts, it doesn't matter. Whereas like Mike McDaniel, little old Mike McDaniel, small guy, right. you know, nerd, but is authentic and nice. Right. And seems so people want to play for him. Right. You know? Right. So Pierce right. might just be that that like uh warrior kind of guy. Like he might not be the play caller either way, but he knows how to get guys fucking amped. Bro, listen, he was a captain on a team that won a Super Bowl. You yeah, know? and that matters for sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you, you can respond to that if you're a player on a team, I would think. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll get back and we'll do, uh, we'll finish up these cross-offs here and we'll work backwards and figure out at a little over the halfway point of the season, who's a contender and who's full of shit. Be right back. And we're back, sports group. Looking over the scoreboard here, we are in the midst of our um, uh, week ten crossoffs, figuring out who can make the playoffs and who can't. I think there's a game that we both, all three of us, loved watching uh, yesterday. That has two prime contenders for this list are the New Orleans Saints mm. crossoff. They're not a circle, you know. They're not a team I circle and say, "Yep, I want them. I want them on my card." Right. I think that they are. I think they stink. Derek Carr seems to be very injury prone. <laughs> and I don't know. Is there a, is there a, um, officially was there you a, think they're a cross off? Yeah. I think they suck. I think Dennis Allen is a bad. Who, so who's going to win that division? The Bucks, the Falcons, the, it ain't the Panthers. Well, it ain't the Panthers. I think Roger Goodell just calls an emergency press conference and says <laughs> that no one from the NFC South will be in the playoffs this year. And instead, uh, Georgia, uh, who will win the national championship <laughs> for a third straight time, is going to get a shot in the NFL. The dogs? How about that? Get them in Spice there. Spice it up. Um, that would be, they would just get slaughtered. Oh, they would for sure. They like, would probably for sure. any team. Yeah. It's the same thing if, like, you know, um, yeah, because it's, 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 you know, it's still, there's there's 10 NFL players on Georgia and there's 53 NFL players on the Panthers allegedly. Right. Right, so, right, right, right. Um all right. Uh do I think that they're going to win that division? I got to be honest. I I don't know. The Bucks are like a whatever team also, but it is a division of whatever teams cuz the Falcons were going to be 100%. They they were coming the up after the division. next division. It's the worst division in the NFL. 
Oh, by far. And I think in many years as well, because here's the thing, yeah. right? So, Mike, you're saying like Dennis Allen, not a good coach. I would agree. He's probably not long for a head coaching job. But then it's also like, all right, Todd Bowles, Arthur Smith. You know, it's like we the other two teams that could win it also don't have good coaches, right? And then it's like, all right, Derek Carr, kind of like we're not really sure. He's not really good. He's always getting hurt. Now yeah. Jameis is there. Then you look at the Falcons and it's like Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke. Then you look at the Bucks. It's Baker Mayfield. It's just like a who's who of like who's really good. I think there's a world where the Bucks win that division. I think so too. I think that they have they still do have playmakers on the team. I think uh Evans is still good to just like go off every now and then. Yeah, um, Evans, Godwin, Rashad White, you know, and Baker Mayfield, like he's he's not the worst. Right. It's it's he's such a weird player. Because this is the thing, man. I'm I, even when Carr was in, he doesn't do much for me anymore. I, I, I was a Carr truther when he was in the well on the Raiders. I thought that he was underrated. I thought that there were there were weeks where you'd watch the Raiders when he was playing for them where you would just be like, wow, this guy can really sling it. And on the Saints, it just hasn't. It's a new system, I know, and he's like getting acquainted with a new place, but like it just hasn't worked. And it, it, you know, do I wish that the the Jets would have signed him instead of Rogers? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Jets. I don't know. I don't know. I just he doesn't. You still got Rogers next year. Yeah, we'll see. We will we have Rogers in two or three weeks. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sources I, tell us. I mean, I, perhaps, yeah. I think that they're I just I don't I have no faith in the Saints. I really Dude, don't. Dude, you know what Derek Carr has going for him is like he gives a shit. Like yep. you see him on the field and he gets upset when things aren't going well. He's like yelling. He's so He's a guy that you think is maybe not you, but I think he he has the appearance of someone of, of more talent than he actually has because of how hard he plays. But I, That's I don't a fair know, point. I don't know that he's really ever been anything more than you know, yeah, an eighty-seven overall in Madden at best. And that's still pretty good, right? Good enough. Even yeah. that might be generous. You're right. That might be that might be a little too generous. I haven't. You I think haven't he's like seen. an 83. He might be like an 84. 84. Yeah. I haven't played Madden in a long time. Yeah. I just remember back in the day, it was like Peyton Manning was a 99. Tom Brady was a nine. Like who are the 99 overalls in Madden at quarterback now? At Mahomes. Quarterbacks? Yeah. I think it's just Mahomes. Is it just Mahomes? Yeah. I think it should be like Mahomes, Burrow. The 99 club is very exclusive. They don't give it out to everybody. I think those those two are... Does it change throughout the year? Like, do they change it in the middle of the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, yeah. Those are the only two you could make a case for being a 99. Yeah. Um, All right. Is is Kelsey a 99? Gotta be. Kelsey's a 1989. Uh, Madden. Taylor Swift. Nice, Matt. Thank you. Uh, All right. The 99 club for Madden, since we're here. Um, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Here we go. There's only four players. No way. Yeah. 
You want to get all on the 49ers wait, 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 defense? Wait. Can we try and guess them real quick? Yeah, go ahead. What are the what are the positions? We have two right ends, we have a wide receiver, and we have a left tackle. All right. Okay, you got Bosa for sure. Nope. TJ Watt and Miles nope. Garrett. Miles Garrett. All right. You got one. Mika. Nope. Wow. Who I'm are we missing at end? You have another right end. Do you have a wide receiver? You have a left tackle. The wide receiver is Jefferson for sure. Nope. Has to be AJ Brown then. Tyreek Hill. What? Devontae Adams. Wow. That's crazy. You're sure this is this year? NFL 23. Yeah. Madden NFL 23. That's wild. So take a who's, guess right, who's, who's the other end? Aaron Donald. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's not a 99 now. And you, yeah, you this is for this season? Yeah. I don't I agree take with great, any of this. I take I take a, a, a great offense. Do you do you want to try to guess the left tackle? Uh Trent Williams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow, under well. That's crazy. Dude, back in the day, they had like five safeties were 99s. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Like, it, really it wasn't a 99. He might have started out as a 99, but that's crazy. Wow. Devontae Adams. Yeah. All right. Minnesota Vikings, six and four. I ain't crossing nothing off that has to do with Josh Dobbs. Uh-uh. Our new favorite NFL player. We love yeah, I love guy, him so You know, much. he's that side story going on throughout the year that it won't end play, anything man. important, but he can play. Yeah. He is, you know. he is the, the, the story, like the NFL loves nothing more than a Josh Dobbs story, right? Wholesome guy. Um, yeah, kind of a genius. A yeah. Like a legitimate genius. He's like, he's like the anti Manziel baker mayfield right you know what i mean like right. he was not touted to be anything but he actually studies film and reads right. so he like can apply knowledge to the game right and uh yeah he's just super likable he's humble he's and we've talked about this a lot i don't love humility all the time but there's something about dobbs that's just like well here's the thing smile is infectious you don't like fake humility matt right you don't like what you don't like when when like jj watt does his like humility for the press you know right but there is something just endearing and authentic about dobbs mm-hmm. where he's he's just being himself a great a nice guy who is probably high, super appreciative of the fact that he's just like getting a real shot in the NFL now and oh, he's yeah. making the most of it, you know, like he Josh Dobbs, great yesterday. It, he looked great. Oh yeah, dude. He, he won them that like, they don't win that game with, with a, like a, a lesser back. Like if they just had whatever backup they would have been stuck with Yeah, before they traded for him, they would have lost for sure. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings traded for him because they, you know, they must think he's got what it takes to get them to the playoffs. This is like bad news for Cousins. If they make well, a yeah, run they, with this kid and and he he brings the Vikings into the playoffs because they looked dead week three. Oh yeah, they dude. They, they what did they start the season zero and three or zero and four? Yeah, and it's like it Cousins. Yeah, I think so. And Cousins wasn't even playing bad, but I don't know. Yeah, there was just something about that's kind of the Vikings' mo is like our quarterbacks never really that good. They haven't had like an elite quarterback since Dante Culpepper. Right. Yeah. And that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, they so had now, those, unless you count those five years. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So they had they had that like little blip on the radar with like uh yeah, Favre had that one sick year with them after yeah. he left the Jets in shambles. Yeah. 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 To me, the right. Vikings seem like they probably just missed the playoffs. Yes, I would agree, but I think they're gonna be very competitive. And then Jefferson comes back in like two weeks. Yeah, they're getting so, through. They could. The Cowboys are definitely gonna make it. And I guess after that, it's like the Seahawks, the Vikings. That's really it. Yeah, well, I mean, right. playoff teams in the NFC for sure is Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. We don't really know who's going to win the South. But um, it's whoever wins the South, one team from the South. Yeah. And well, the all right. North. I mean, yeah, the Lions got the North locked up. So the Vikings, you know, play, they're, they're alive. Uh, live dog, I guess you'd say, for a wild card spot. They're probably still favored to miss the playoffs, but they they could definitely squeeze their way in there. They've won five in a row. Uh, yeah. Commanders, done? Yeah. Do, you know, I think there's not a ton to make you excited with that team, in my opinion, but Sam Howell played... I think I texted this to you guys yesterday... He plays with fucking balls, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> he runs around. He's got a fucking good arm, and they have good skill players. And then they got the enemy who probably replaces Ron Rivera. Like, that's a franchise that I yeah. do think is trending up for the first time in a long time. But at four and six, and they still got to play the Eagles and the Cowboys again. Nah. All right. So here, here's one. We're watching this game on TV right now as we record. The Bills. Mm. Might lose to the Broncos. 21-15 right now. Denver is ahead. The Bills yeah. would go to five and five if that happened. And the Broncos would go to four and five. So do the Broncos have life? I mean, I can't really tell maybe. what's going on in this game right now because we're recording, but I mean because they've got Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, they have some sort of credibility just for that, in my opinion. But if they lose this game trash they'll be what three and six which yeah and yeah AFC, it's all over it, for them yeah. yeah if you don't win your division in the afc you got to win like 11 games to be sure yeah. of a wild card yeah right uh another question for you russell wilson comeback player of the year maybe uh who else could even be in the running for it um is there anybody coming off injury i mean baker mayfield could have baker yeah if, if if he leads them to the playoffs, that's possible. Um, Aaron Rodgers probably when he comes back, he's he's probably Rodgers comes back week thirteen, Jets run the table, make the playoffs. Rodgers comeback player of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely is. That's the best storyline. All right, last team that I want to talk about uh, before. Also, just. Real quick, want to give a big ups to the Lions, who uh, look great. 41 points against the Chargers. Chargers, not a great defense, but whatever. That was the game of the week. Yeah. Right? A lot going on there. So we're, I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm, I can't really remember too many Lions teams that had juice in my lifetime, other than, unless Barry Sanders was on the team, and that didn't last that long. They yeah. look good. They, they, look potentially be the, they could potentially be the one seed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do they Jared play the Eagles Goff, in the regular man. season? I don't think they do. 
That would be uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think they do. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. But yeah, I mean, not. they, no they haven't. In the regular e- season. Nope. No, they don't. Because <clears throat> even when they had Stafford and Calvin Johnson, it was not. It was not this sort of team where they were like beating the shit out of people. You Bro, know that that Lions? Stafford Johnson team went to the playoffs. Yeah, but nobody thought they had a great coach. Nobody yeah. thought it was like b- bordering on elite, which now they are. Uh, check out the schedule for the next couple of weeks here for the Lions. Sunday, November this this Sunday against the Bears. That's a win. Next. Oh, dude, it's a cakewalk for them. Yeah, for uh, a lot of this. Thanksgiving against the Packers. It's a win. Uh, oh, yeah. December 3rd against the Saints. They're going to the Superdome, but they're way better than the Saints. And Goff is great indoor quarterback. Right. Right. And then you get the Bears again the week after. You're looking at... I'd be surprised. And then you get the Broncos the week after that. There, there's four... I'd say there's four wins there out of those five games. Yeah, probably. They, they could maybe have... A letdown game against the Bears if the weather is bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean they're going to finish with like twelve wins. Good for them, man. It's it's an interesting league when they're good because it doesn't happen ever. Yeah, it's like you don't really you, you kind of feel as though it's a hallucination. Yeah, um, but the Browns and the Lions this year are both good. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, what are the fucking chances? Um, last thing I just wanted to bring up, and then I'm good. But the Steelers, man, the Steelers are six and three. Mm. How the fuck are they doing it? And are they going to the playoffs? Six and three in a very tough division. They're definitely going to the playoffs. The thing is, I don't know. Like, you can't rule at this current point. That division is so crazy with the Bengals and the Ravens both losing this week in games that we thought they would surely win. Um, you can't even say anyone's a lock to win that division. We thought the Ravens were no. before this week, but now it's like we have Dude, no idea. We thought idea. the Ravens were up until like the second or third quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the how many in-division games do they have left? Oh, the Steelers have... All right, so yeah. Browns, Bengals, but then they got Cardinals and Patriots. Right. So that offsets those two tough games. Then they got the Colts. Then they got the Bengals again. Dude, they it's got not the Seahawks. Schedule. It's not easy. No, they have two easy games there. But even the Cardinals are not a gimme now that Murray is back. So who knows? And they have the Colts right. in there. The Colts are also somehow are not a gimme either. They're five right. and five. Five and five. And I mean, yeah, with- I don't know, dude. I, I, like, if they could somehow drag themselves to the playoffs with the rest of the schedule... I, I I mean, you literally you got to give Tomlin like coach of the century because they just, yeah, dude, like I mean, are, he's they're they're he's arguably it's just like what what the fuck's going on there? They have a they have a good defense, but not a great defense. No, not a don't have a great like rounds level. <clears throat> they have no quarterback. Yeah. Pickett's Quarterback's Pickett. terrible. Yeah. Pickett's yeah. Got, I'm, I'm out. Of, I'm out on Pickett, even though to start the season, I was a Pickett truther. I'm a, yeah, I'm a picket denier now. <laughs> wow. I'm out on picket. He's not good. It's listen, it's very fickle being a uh, a picket uh anything, you know? Oh, Could turn on a dime. But yeah, it's I don't know, man. Their their quarterback sucks. Their playmakers are whatever. 
Yeah. They don't really, their running backs are fine. Their receivers are decent, like above average, but not great. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. They're just, they just beat people down. They might even get a win in the playoffs. I feel like they could make a, an okay team fuck up. Yeah. It's they're crazy, just a hard nosed team. Some team, some organizations really do just have <clears throat> culture. And the Steelers like epitomize that where it's just like, how many bad Steelers teams can you even remember? Not really bad. none. Tomlin's yeah. never had a losing record, right? And then, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head what Cowers uh, year. But he was year. obviously good. Yeah, I mean, he's he won They've a Super Bowl. They've had three head coaches, man. Right for what the past fifty years? Yeah, it's Noel Cower and uh, Tomlin, and that's it. Yeah, it's crazy how that's well insane. run that organization is. Yeah, it's. The Jets and, have had three head coaches in the last like four years. Right. And the Jets are not alone in that. You know, I know. Yeah. No, a the lot Giants, of teams. The, yeah, there's tons. Never of find a coach. Yeah. Yeah. M- there are many franchises that don't have a coach that's like their coach. Right. The yeah. Steelers have multiple. Yeah. Well, good for them for making it happen. Uh, maybe someday East Coast football will be worth watching. Not this year, though. Um, anything else? Anything that I'm forgetting that you guys want to talk about? Yeah, you want to just shit on uh, the NBA for a second? I I love basketball. I love the NBA. <clears throat> Some of my favorite athletes of all time are NBA players. Yes. Uh, I love everything about the game. I love everything about the TV product. I find it harder and harder to give a shit. And I mean, the court thing is not a small thing. You're talking about for the play-in tournament. Yeah, like you're they're doing everything they can to not make me watch the play-in tournament. From how fucking convoluted and confusing the whole setup is, Very. to how bad it looks on TV, to how like, oh, half the superstar players take days off on games that really matter. Right. And now there's there's this no stakes tournament. You think they're really gonna give their all in that? What a blunder. The I think Silver is uh, when he first came in as a commissioner was was great because the players liked him. Yeah, and now I think the NBA is in a bit of trouble because Silver seems to be a complete pussy. Mm. And like they, I mean, be- listen. Sometimes it's just time for a change. Well, I, the NBA is making a ton of money still, but right. I think that their product is starting to get a little like they should shorten the season. They shouldn't have done this fucking in-season tournament. They should have just made the season like 70 games. Um, and they're trying to do some things to get these guys to play more, but it's Dude, crazy. How good would it be if the NBA had just one game a week like football? <laughs> Those games would mean a lot more. They'd be way more intense. You just have like the play in tournament, I think is a bad idea. You have 10 teams now that get a shot at the playoffs in each con. You basically like it truly is just seeding for the playoffs. It's two thirds of the league. You have to be to miss the play in. Your team has to be a fucking disaster. You got to, you got to be like a 35 win team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how many teams are in the NBA? 30? Overall, all right, it's not 32. 
Yeah. So if it's if it's 30, that means 66% of the league makes the playoffs, essentially. And that's, that's why these much. guys, these guys are just saving themselves for the playoffs. So you have regular and then we as fans points. Get it. Yeah, and we as fans get annoyed because we're like, oh, the regular like, why am I gonna watch these Tuesday night regular season games? Yeah. When you know half the players are phoning it in. And then you have some of these fucking guys, like Harden is just still fat and out of shape and and uh blew his way out of uh two franchises in the last like two and a half years. Shows up to the Clippers. I'm so happy they're 0 and five since he's Oh, dude, there. they did they lose today? Because I thought they were only 0 and four. Oh, maybe they are only 0 and four. I thought yeah. I saw 0 and five, but they're awful. Like they're they might miss the playoffs and fucking well deserved. They are the, yeah, that's a, they are the epitome of rooted against a team oh. like this that wasn't like a, a natural enemy of mine in a while. Yeah. Dude, I hate Harden so much. I hate the way that he does business. I, <laughs> I hate I really do. I think he looks like shit. Uh he's like lo- he's lost a step for sure. And uh I think it's uh, you know, he is like he is the poster child for why things in the NBA like aren't great right now. Him and Kawhi. And they're on the same team. Kawhi basically playing when he feels like it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Because in the golden age of basketball, which you could argue is, is really probably the late 80s, like Jordan becoming Jordan and like sort of the tail end of Magic and Larry Bird and, and those guys, like those guys, all of those dudes wanted to kill you. They wanted mm-hmm. to rip your heart out. It didn't matter if it was a Wednesday in Milwaukee in December. Like, they wanted to beat you. Uh, all the time, and they they were fierce competitors, and there are still some dudes in the NBA that are like that. Like Anthony Edwards is seems like he's a fuck motherfucker, you know. Like there are definitely some stars that are like, dude, we gotta like Giannis. I think is like that. There's a ton of guys that play to beat the shit out of you, no matter when it is. Yeah, it just at at times seems that it's like really overshadowed by. You know the hardens of the world, Kyrie's and and people like that. Yeah, because even LeBron at this stage, like he doesn't play every game the way he used to. But it's like you ne- you never LeBron would never be Kawhi or Harden. no. And I think LeBron, in to some degree, has earned it a little bit. The fucking guys played. You know how many he's got. I don't know if he has it yet, but he's if he doesn't have it yet, he's gonna get the minutes record. Like, yeah, and when you consider also, it's like the same thing with Brady, right? Like, not only did Brady play till he was 45, he also played like five playoffs. extra seasons yeah. because of, or maybe like not five, but so LeBron has the same thing with like, yeah, he's been in the league 20 some years, but also all that extra time in the playoffs is yep. crazy. Yep. Adam, any thoughts? Dude, it's just, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, basketball just got bad. It got bad. It's just not interesting. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, I, I think there is no more poetic note than that to close this week's episode out. We thank you so much for listening, folks. If you want to find me, you can find me at Mike Coscarelli on all social platforms, gentlemen. You can find me at Matt Lejeski and at It's Adam Foster. We appreciate you listening. We love you very much. Thank you. And until we speak again, keep watching sports. You simply must. <laughs>